It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. And the Orioles are back to 500. I'm just starting off with that. The Orioles just get a W right before we start recording. Back to 500 right before the trade deadline. Interesting last few days for the Orioles, who I, I felt like the buzz around the series against the Yankees was one of the biggest home series maybe in the last like three or four years, I would say. Um, and now open up a series against Tampa Bay. We said this was going to be the critical stretch. So we're jumping right into it here. Um RDT, what, where, where do you think this Orioles team is right now after these four games? You 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 go, you know, one out of three against New York. They win a game against Tampa. They can manage a series win against Tampa. It feels like they're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I mean, even even if they get a split, it's a four-game series. So they win tomorrow, and then obviously it, it I, a lot of it kind of depends too. The trade deadline is a week from tomorrow. So guys may start to move. There's rumors about Tate Mancini to the Mets. You know, people were report not reporting. People are tweeting that it's it's going to be done tonight, tomorrow, whenever. I don't. I'm not. I'm not fully on those uh, rumors. But I, you know, the last four games. I mean, first game against the Yankees, you give up two bombs to Judge. You just you got to stop pitching to him. You have to. You you just can't. You can't keep pitching to him, especially he's pretty unbelievable right now. I mean, and again, it's like he's yes, he he's hitting everything. It's truly unbelievable. Um, that that's the reason they lost the game. They were down. I think they 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 were down. They came back. Um, Santander had a big three run bomb off the Yankees' new like ninety million dollars sixth inning guy, seventh inning guy, Rodas Chapman. Um, that guy sucks now too. By the way, he's just bad. Um. But again, that that was the typical, like, they went down early. They fought back. Um, the game Saturday is the one I was at, which was an awesome game. They they got to Garrett Cole. You know, they got a 3 nothing lead. They were up one nothing before I had even had a bite of my chicken tender when I got into the stadium. And they just – they held him to three. Um, put, put, the, put together some nice hits. Adley with a, a nice double. Cedric had some, you know, big hit. Uh, Ramon had the big two run home run for that, that insurance. And they were able to get that win. And then they, they lost six, nothing on Sunday, which again, it's 105 degrees or whatever. It was very hot. Um, you can't, you're not, you can't fault them there. You know, the Yankees are a very good team. And then tonight, I mean, they came out and they played very well against the Rays. They're playing. They, it was basically a bullpen game and they were awesome. The bullpen, I think went six scoreless, five scoreless. Nick Vespi I'm watching right now, faced five guys struck out four. So he's filthy. Um, I mean, again, they look good. I, I think if they – and th- this is a Rays team, too, who is now beat up. They lost Kevin Kiermeyer and Mike Zanino for the year. So, again, it's like hey, get these wins when you can. Keep stacking them up. Um, like you said, they're back to 500. I think if they would have won tonight and the Red Sox would have lost, they would have jumped the Red Sox for fourth place. They so, technically have currently jumped them. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because they wrote teams are 48 and 48, I guess. However ESPN's listing it, they've they've jumped them. But the Red Sox look like they're going to win, so – Red Sox, yeah. by the way, one and nine in their last 10. They, Absolutely they, falling. Their run falling differential, apart. the last five games, not including tonight, was the worst five-game run differential in MLB history. It was unbelievable. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. But, yeah, I mean, again, this team, obviously they cooled down. They weren't going to keep going on 10-game winning streaks. But, uh, yeah, I, again, I, they're playing very well. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very nerve-wracking. I'm, I'm refreshing a lot and sending out a lot of texts. Um, over the next couple days to see what happens. So it'll be an interesting week, I think. But uh, I think some guys will get traded because, again, this is probably our last one before the deadline. I think that's what I was going to say. Who are your guys? Who's Who stays and who goes for you guys? 
I, th- I think Trey ends up going. I think there's enough smoke, you know, and again, he's been 0 for 20, 0 for 21, um, which many people are saying maybe he's doing this to tank his stock. I would love that. Um, I think I think he does end up moving. Again, maybe it's the Mets, even though they got Vogelbach. Maybe it's the Brewers. Maybe it's, you know, the Padres. I don't know. But I think he goes. I think one of the bullpen arms goes. I don't know who. It may be Tate. It may be Perez. It may be one of those guys. Um, I, I don't know. I, I You know, Santander probably, maybe. Aiken is another guy who could get going. So those last two guys, too, it, it's a big thing. They, they're also fully vaccinated now. Santander and Aiken, who are the last two that weren't vaccinated. So that opens up kind of things for them in the future. If, if they do get traded to another team, you know, cause it opens up that they can play in Toronto now. So, I mean, it, yeah, it opens up for them in the AL. Yeah. 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 I mean, pretty much, you know, but again, it, it's, th- that was part of my thinking was like, these are two guys who are on the trade block. I wonder if they did that knowing like, Hey, we can help you, you know, if a team, if an AL team wants you now, they will come get you as opposed to being like, ah, well can't play in Toronto. So, I think I think Santander and Trey for sure, um, and then probably one bullpen arm. So, Banks, I I mean I'm hoping they just do nothing. I mean you should they should just keep things going the way they are, even for better or worse. Like we've talked about it the last handful of weeks. Like, is it worth trading a guy like Trey Mancini? Is it worth trading, you know, Santander or, or some of these guys that are been part of this this movement or part of building? and maintaining this culture that's quickly developing, like I'm in a position now where things are, are, are progressing in a manner where it's like, don't rock the boat here, you know, like let these guys see it through like what they've built and what they've done. And, and I just, I just don't think that there's a guy on the roster right now who can get the type of haul that really will change things in one direction or another for the Orioles benefit. And so I just, I just think that they should stamp at and, and keep it rolling. And you don't got to convince me. I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, cause again, I'm also in the, if you're going to trade Trey to the Mets for their 18th, you know, prospect, someone like that, it, I don't think that return justifies the trade just to be like, well, he's going to be a free agent. We needed to get something for him. It's like, well, that, there's a decent chance that guy's never going to put on an Orioles uniform and will have zero impact on the team. Like I, 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 I see no issue with letting Trey, you know, finish the year out. Same thing with Santander. He's got a couple more years. Like you can still trade these guys in the off season, you know, Santander and some of the bullpen guys. So I Trey's a different story, obviously, but I, you know, I, I don't think you absolutely need to trade him to get something back because I just don't think the return will be able to justify the move. Yeah, I mean, I've gone on my full spiel the last couple of weeks on this that similar to sort of how Banks just summed it up in terms of not wanting to people get traded. I do de- I do think they're going to trade guys. Um, I, I I just think they'll Michael Elias will find a deal that he likes somewhere. It's hard to kind of know who that is. It, Mancini almost feels inevitable at this point based on, as you said, sort of the smoke that is around him. I know there was a lot of talk about him getting benched tonight. Um, or getting a day off is probably the more the, the, the nicer way to say that. Um, but he's gone through a tough stretch, as you said. Um, so, you know, pr- that's probably legitimate, but it's always like anybody that's ever in trade talks, when they get sat down for a night, you're thinking like, oh, maybe it's tomorrow, you know, they get traded. Um, as we talked about, this was a big stretch leading into the trade deadline. Like if the Orioles did something magical, 
against the Yankees and Rays, you know, do you hold up and, and ride it out and try to make the playoffs? Um, maybe they feel like with bullpen arms, there's guys in the minor leagues they can bring up and just continue to rinse and repeat with the way they've produced all of these sort of unsung arms. You know, they had a really good piece on ESPN sort of talking about this last few weeks for the Orioles and talking about how they've, you know, exploited guys from waivers and, you know, everybody knows how these guys have been picked up, but obviously un- pretty unheralded guys in the back end there. So maybe they feel like, all right, you know, these guys are pitching the best in their career. We can get some sort of return and then we'll go find other guys to kind of fill those holes. Um, I could definitely see that. I, I think, I think RDT, what you sort of said is right. I think Mancini and then, which I, I, I hate sort of sounding resigned to, cause I think, I think that's the wrong move personally, unless there's some deal out there that, you know, unless someone's not aware of, but, but I think it's that, I think it's that in one or two of these back end arms that maybe they, they go to a contender um, and get a little more out of where the player is probably actually valued based on performance. Um, and, And if, you know, if you don't have a lot of club control or whatever over them, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. Um, you know, and I think we have given Michael Elias like a lot of credit for a lot of the good things that he's done. So I have no reason not to believe that he will do this in the way. I hope that if Trey Mancini is a guy that's dealt, I hope that's handled by the organization, like in a, in a manner that, um, you know, a manner that represents how well Mancini has represented the organization on the other side of things, you know, reciprocate. And they, the organization does an amazing job with Mancini. This isn't to say they haven't always honored him in an amazing way because they really have. I mean, they've done an incredible job with all of the support and the, the videos and the, they've done an incredible job. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I hope that if it ends, I hope on both sides, it ends super amicably and, uh, and in a way that, that, that honors sort of both sides of, with both sides of benefits, Mancini in the way he's represented the club in a bunch of down years. And then the club and the way they stood by Mancini for the entirety of, of his, you know, medical, you know, journey and things like that. So, well, and here's the thing too. And again, not that this has any effect on whether he gets traded or not, and it shouldn't. And, you know, I don't even know if Michael Elias knows. So Thursday's their last home game before trade deadline. That's the Mogaba game on the 28th. That's the game at 1230. It's, it's the anniversary of his death. So people are now like, you know, if they trade Trey before the Mogaba game, blah, 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 that's going to piss a lot of people off. And again, not saying that they need to like hold on to him till after the game, but that's just another, like, it would almost be like a storybook. Like if that's his final game, you know, with Mo's mom there and a bunch of people in Mo t-shirts, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a weird coincidence how that, that fell. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I almost like, can't even like, you can't even like be mad if that ends up happening. I mean, you know, it, it just uh, that would suck. That would just suck. I would f- almost feel bad for the Orioles is because it's like, ah, you know, do you oh, tell what? a team, hey, hold on, we have to t- trade him? Yeah, on you're Friday? just not. I mean, it's just not. Yeah, it's just not how the business works, unfortunately. No, and I think no. like, that's just that I, I wouldn't even get, I, you know, I wouldn't even give them the the like slap on the wrist for that one. Or just like that would just be sucky timing. And that's sometimes what happens in these mm-hmm. in these things. So the Orioles move forward here, 48 and 48, three games out of a wild card spot as we talk here at 1036 on Monday night um would be nice to wake up would yeah would be nice to wake up tomorrow to um a red Sox loss another will i guess we'll they'll probably game one while we're on here but um and for the orioles to be in fourth place by themselves that would be pretty incredible um considering what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year um what's coming very fast and furious um is the baltimore ravens who open up uh training camp this week um 
Banks is flicking his eyebrows. He's getting excited. He's tweeting things about football again. Um, you had one tweet today. You're, you were defending something, and I was like, oh, he's kind of getting back in the mode. I can't remember what you getting said. Getting back in the mode. Uh, it was the probably Marlin. the Odafe away one. Odafe away. Yeah, you, yeah, it was the Odafe yeah. away one where you said Odafe yeah, is before. I'm yeah, he is. Before getting he loosened up a little bit, you know, just greasing up the tires here. We still got it. Um, I'm fired up. Of course I'm fired up. And it's you got to give a lot of credit to the Baltimore Orioles because the offseason was dragging on so long for the Ravens, and I just, like, couldn't take it. And then this past month, the Orioles have just bridged that gap so beautifully. They played great baseball, gotten people excited, talking about sports things that aren't just Lamar's contract, even though they're still talking about that nonstop. Like, the national media is talking about it more than local media, even, just because the Orioles are doing their thing. So, like, big kudos to them. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're out here. Like, tomorrow, um, by the time you listen to this, probably, uh, will be full report day. Uh, and Owings Mills at the Castle. And first practice on Wednesday. The rookies have been there for a week. Lamar showed up on Wednesday. Um, you know, minutes after the Kyler Murray contract came out. I, coincidence? I'm not so sure. But, yeah, football's back, baby. And so so am I. I'm, I'm pumped up to be – um changing gears here and and diving into what should be a big time revenge tour season like i'm i really think this team has what it takes to to put it all together and stay healthy hopefully and and take another crack at this thing yeah it's going to be super interesting to see how the you know training camp i feel like always like develops narratives as you go in and i think you know a lot of it last year at the beginning of it was the ravens being seen as like hey obviously potential Super Bowl contender. And then a lot of the injuries in training camp kind of almost took a little of the wind out of the sails heading into the season. Um, and then it was sort of topsy turvy as we went through the entire year. Um, as you said, it has a lot of revenge tour feel, but with a lot of sort of question marks with some of those injured guys and, and when they'll come back and contribute in terms of like a Ronnie Stanley and a JK Dobbins and a Gus Edwards and how on schedule they are and what that is. I think those will be very big storylines in terms of how those look or how those guys look, excuse me. Um, but, you know, Lamar is going to be the story each and every day. How accurate Lamar's passes? How many videos of Lamar's stuff do we see? You know, what are the report outs about his attitude? And whether, you know, blah, 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 blah. I hope it's now less of more. I'm glad it's more of that and less of, you know, random executives or coaches or anonymous whoever's talking about Lamar. That is so tired for me at this point. We had another one of those today. Like, just to get that out of here at this point, it just couldn't be less interesting or amusing. Like this guy now can just prove it in how he goes about his business in training camp and then how he performs in the field. Like, let's just, the, the talk is, I understand, you know, we, yeah, we do this same. too. So it's a business, but it's just so, there's just nothing there at this point. Um, but he is going to dominate. He is going to dominate everything about training camp. And, you know, that is what it is. Yeah. That, that same poll comes out every single year at this time. And it's always Mike Sando, like, defending the, the sources and the coaches with the quotes and everything. Um, and there's always coaches who have bad things to say about Lamar. And so, uh, let's be honest, Lamar didn't do a whole lot last year. I mean, it's not like it was all bad or anything, but he didn't do a whole lot last year to change a lot of minds. Um, so, what, would you, what were you going to expect from that poll this year? I mean, yeah, the same stupid quotes we catch every single year. It's just moronic at this point. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch him actually play some football and prove himself yet again as a quarterback in the league. Uh, the other two guys I, m- I missed on the injury front, 
Marcus Peters, Tyus Bowser also seeing their uh, their progress along will be will be pretty fascinating. And those are those all those guys I named are pretty big. So I think it's I think it's Lamar and I think it's those those guys coming back from injury that are the big stories. Um, you know, I they'll they'll obviously be roster bubble stuff. Um, some of the running back stuff is going to be determined whether guys like Edwards and Dobbins end up on the pup list or whatever happens there with like Mike Davis or Justice Hill. Um, you know, you kind of go through those different guys' offensive line. How do they, you know, prioritize depth and versatility and, you know, the roles there? That will be obviously something to look forward to as we go through the rest of camp. Um, and, you know, the, the back end of that wide receiver group um, who kind of emerges there are some other things. Um, I'm interested to see this, this Rashad Bateman-Lamar thing is going to be also, you know, it's like the Hollywood-Lamar thing a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, is the breakout coming? Is the breakout coming? How do they look? You know, Bateman, you know, after last year, you know, having a stunted, you know, introduction into his rookie season. Now this year gets the full training camp with, uh, let's be honest, a ton of pressure on his shoulders and how he's got to perform and kind of carrying this receiving load now. Um, what he looks like and him just staying healthy, God forbid, um, he not be healthy. Uh, that will be a, a a big part of camp too. And, and the, the reports, I think, in the chatter about his development and, and whether he can lead the line as a number one receiver in his second year. Yeah, I think he's uh, wearing that that pressure pretty well right now. I think he seems pretty dialed in. And, I mean, what we saw from him in the second half of last season, I think, was pretty promising. Um, didn't get in the end zone very much, but he, there was that one that got taken away from him. But regardless, I feel like people love the way that he runs his routes, the way he studies, the way he works at his craft, the, the confident nature he has on his shoulders. I think Rashad Bateman's going to have a great year because then the opportunities are going to be there for sure. And I, you know, we continue to pray and hope that one of these like mid to late round receivers that we take every year emerges. And I think, I think James Prochet has good a chance as anyone to be in that guy. You, you just don't know until you get out there a little bit. And we know Duvernay can bring what he brings to the table and we'll see what kind of, you know, we did this, I feel like half the year last year where we talked about, you know, can Duvernay do any of that poor man's, uh, um, Debo stuff out there and you know we'll see if that comes to fruition or not but um we did clear some cap space today marlon comfrey with the um conversion of his salary into a signing bonus which freed up about seven million dollars uh, against the cap because we were right up against it you know that came out early this morning and people thought oh shit like the ravens are making a move they're finally like going out somebody or even like maybe this is the lamar contract not really like they were just looking for that breathing room against the cap that every team needs in order to maneuver when they need to. So, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, they can't be that up against the cap going into a season where you just, or going into training camp where a guy gets yeah. hurt, you got to go out and sign people. Yeah. You can't, they you signed can't the running back today. They, they did use a little of that. Space yeah. Corey there. Clement. What a signing. Yeah. Super Bowl touchdown. What a signing. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't really bring you a lot of uh, good feelings as it relates to JK Dobbins. And I guess subsequently Gus Edwards, but um, you know, we had the whole back and forth last week with Ian Rappaport and JK Dobbins and it's the the beginning of of camp. He's on the list. Like you get a spot, you get to, you know, someone said it's it's a warm body. Guys have to take the reps. So it's like you bring yeah. in a veteran to take those reps as opposed to like, you know, having the back, you know, they have Mike Davis, you bring in another guy that's sort of similar to that. Um, you know, you can't have like a bunch of undrafted rookies, you know, they have obviously Tyler Batty um, in there as well, but 
Um, and Justice Hill, who, who the hell knows it? Justice Hill at this point um, is like the is like the Tavon Young of offense. Like, who the hell knows if he's even healthy? He could just be hurt again. I mean, that guy has just never been healthy. Uh, the other thing on the on the receiving front too, you know, and talk about receivers stepping up. I'm interested to see if we get anything in the preseason of now how they're going to maneuver all these tight ends around the field that they've you know currently possess. You know, you have the two rookies. You obviously have Mark Andrews. You have Nick Boyle. Um, you know, how does how what is all that going to look like? And will the Ravens really go all in on this like middle of the field supremacy in the passing game that it feels like they're going back all in on after kind of being there a couple of years ago with Hayden Hurst and Andrews and and all those different things. So that will be interesting to watch too. If you know the report you had at campus, like Lamar Jackson's just throwing balls 15 yards down the seam every single time. To, to yeah. Pass. You know what, like, hit me in the face this, like, uh, yesterday, I want to say it was, when I was looking at my calendar, preseason game against Tennessee in two weeks. The 11th, it's right? two weeks away. Yeah, it's the 11th. It's it's two weeks from Thursday. Do you think that – is that in Baltimore or at Tennessee? It's in Baltimore. Baltimore. Do you think it's the Titans only... stop on the Ravens logo if they win? Well, They'll probably the meet of... their pregame because they do it every game. The, the thing about that is John Harbaugh doesn't lose in the preseason. So that is true. That is an absurd true. hypothetical. I think we I think we we get to that discussion in a couple weeks before the first sure. preseason game. Truly one of the amazing uh streaks of sports. It would be yeah. a real shame though. That would be just as good as that overtime win in regular season a couple years ago. I think it might be easier to win the Super Bowl than get beat the Ravens in the preseason right now. Ravens home for the Titans on August 11th. That is amazing that that's only a couple weeks away. Um, I want to say the streak is longer than the the amount of games the 2007 Patriots were able to win. So 19 at 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 Arizona on August 21st. Um, home for the Commanders on a Saturday at seven. That'll be a fun little night with a with a um, with a home game on a Saturday you know, for the preseason game, and then and then Week One, September 11th at New York. Against the Jets or in New That's Jersey. Right. We're there, there's only three preseason games, right? Only three yep. preseason games. Oh, man. Games. I forgot about that. Only pre- Ravens have two home ones. So um, that is a pretty big layoff between that last preseason game and the first. Also, making them fly out to Arizona. Yeah, that's tough. That's, that makes no sense. You have to assume there's a joint practice situation. I don't, I don't think I've heard that yet, but. You have to think they're doing a joint practice situation. They fly out like think. Tuesday or something, right? Yeah, you would think that would make a lot of sense, but I also yeah, have not seen that. Maybe Lamar and Collar can watch tape together. Do you think Hollywood will join? Great question. I'll see why not. I'm sure he's that, got that in his contract too. Let me tell you what, if Lamar ends up signing a contract with that in the contract, that may just implode sports talk radio. It might just be the end. It might be the end of first take. It was the talk that would be a real shame for to about an hour today, and then the Chaco Taco disappeared. So, well, speaking of the Chaco Taco, Mr. Banks, it's time for the starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Get your sunglasses for 20% off using the promo code EXIT52. Um, I mean, if you haven't gotten your sunglasses at this point this summer, I don't, you're just hurting your eyes. You're just you're allowing your eyes to be damaged. Um, so don't well, do that. Full ignorance. It's, it's negligent on your part. Yes, correct. It's bad for your health, and we would like people to live longer, healthier lives for as you know much as they can. And if your eyes can be – I have someone with bad eyes, trying to protect my eyes all the time, trying to protect my eyes all the time. So the Chaco Taco, one of the 
I is the word legendary. I don't know. I've never had a Chaco taco, but you know, it's a thing. Uh, discontinued. I don't, who was the maker of the Chaco taco RDC? You were, you were really on, you oh. know, on the X and 52 well, news team, you were really, you know, hot on this story. So I want to give you the ability to kind of, he's, he's at risk of spoiling a pick. There it goes. Sorry. Sorry. Bleep that out. That's okay. Yeah. They're so tweeting, unfortunately, the blank CT has been discontinued. Yeah. So that's the precedent and spike in demand across our portfolio and have to make very tough decisions to ensure the availability of our full portfolio nationwide. We're sorry for any disappointment. I want to do PR for that company. That'd be fun to write those statements. Right? Unprecedented nationwide demand. Um, so it got us thinking it's, it's summertime. You got ice cream trucks rolling around. You're going to your local ice cream shops. You're getting your treats. You're getting your snacks. We're going to do the frozen treat draft. Wow. I almost just died right there. The, the, hopefully the listeners couldn't really hear that, but you guys could see me. I think my voice almost gave out the frozen you treat. Threw, dra- you threw in a snack. A snack. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I yeah. It's been a long couple of days. It's been a long, it was a long weekend. Um, Chicago. We'll get to that in the Nick Kinder medley, um, Maryland person of the week discussion. Um, little tease there for the listeners. So frozen treats is the starting five draft presented by fed thrill. Banks has the first pick. RDT has the second pick. I have the third pick. Start us off. I am taking the chip, which, and not just any chip, which I'm taking the toll house chip, which just a couple wow. bites ago here, sitting here with the, with the lady here. Uh, had a little hankered for a little ice cream. Hit, hit the go puff free after go puff. Um, <laughs> go puff. She wanted what a free ad. And I was, I was unsure. I, you know, we just threw some Twix ice cream. I just whatever. Uh, Twix oh ice cream my bar god! Wow, that's there. karma right there for calling him and, out. For uh, one effect, jeez. And she threw in an extra chip, which for my sake, you know, just in case I changed my mind, in case I took a bite of hers and and enjoyed it and. It had been a while since I'd had one. And what I was most impressed, and this has only proven true with the Toll House version, but their ability to keep the, the cookie nice and soft and chewy mm-hmm. while the rest of the delicacy is frozen and rock hard, it's remarkable. It's kind of a scientific marvel. Like, it's incredible. So I think this is a firm and, and sturdy number one overall pick here and it just the timing on this has been tremendous in terms of um me vibing with a with a given treat here at the time of this draft yeah toll house does a really good job with that i agree i mean it's it's really good it's 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 pretty you know i'm not i can't i don't really have any um I don't have anything to, to poke holes in there it's a good it's a really good pick so i mean that's a great one one again you know what you're getting it's just Mm-hmm. It shows up and it delivers every time. It's it's kind of running up the score. It's multiple desserts kind of thrown together. It's mm-hmm. it's great. But again, yeah. it, just, it does the damn thing. RDT. Um, I am gonna go, and this is a just absolute perfect treat. I think the WWE wrestling bars. Wow, the like soft cookie on the outside. And they had the like the original ones at least had the trading cards on the back and like you could get they had the pictures of the wrestlers on the cookie bar and they were just so good and they brought them back pretty recently a couple of years ago, um, they're just so damn good and again like we just used to collect all the trading cards like Bam Bam Bigelow and we'd have 
on <laughs> Michaels and we, we had them all. I mean, Undertaker had it. It was just the best. It, and, and it wasn't just the, like, oh, we didn't get them just for the cards. The cookie ice cream was, was damn good too. So they're awesome. I gotta get, I gotta get some of the new ones. I've been, I've been slacking on that. I, I, I definitely have to get some. So I thought I could get that at two and I feel very happy with my pick. Buddy, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't. Fi- I figured I- Taylor kind of perked up. So no, I mean, so the only reason I perked up, I actually, I, I I've heard very good things. So I, I won't go either way because I've just never had it, but I have heard of them. When um, this will be for the wrestling fans, of the audience, the the famous CM Punk pipe bomb that he did on Raw in like the 2008 nine type range, when he was like threatening to leave WWE, he has like a famous pro promo where he like brings up the fact that wwe should like bring back the ice cream bars and it like pops the crowd it pops the crowd a lot that that's kind of like when i hear wwe ice cream bars that's always what i think of Mm -hmm. but um i i've never had one i never had one growing up you're really you're really i can't speak i can't speak to the pick from a taste perspective but clearly it for a certain type of people that have them it definitely makes a difference based on that you know obviously very biased crowd reaction from um the people watching that so I, I, yeah, I would love to have one. I would like to have one just so I can, you know, you seem to really enjoy the pick. Um, and despite the fact that you took um, yellow Laffy Taffy or banana Laffy Taffy, whatever you took in one of the drafts. So your sweets sensibility is under really under fire to a certain extent here, but I, I can pick them. I'm just saying. I like that. I like that pick. I think my problem with the pick is there's just, you just say a phrase and you have no idea to the person who's listening. Like, what flavor like they're not salivating because they're not hearing any of the elements of taste involved with what's going on there yeah it's fair it's so a, here it's super let me fair let me read it it is a cookie <laughs> sandwich <laughs> yeah, it was cookie it was the cookie on the outside it wasn't chocolate chip and then so we've had back-to-back cookie sandwiches vanilla ice cream on the inside with, with i'm it's sorry it's a chip witch no 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 if you're looking at <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it up at, Look, I will send it. To, I mean, I can send it to the group chat. Look, it is imprinted with your favorite WWE wrestler. What does that say? It's so old. Crisp, delicious cookie. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is like a vanilla cookie. Over yeah. The and then creamy of, vanilla yeah. ice cream. And then on the back was thick chocolate flavored coating. Yeah, this is like fine. Hard this chocolate is fine. On the back. This is fine. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. It's different than a chip. It's different than the chip. Witch. But then, and then the new ones they can't because they constantly. A lot of these have the same concept, just with different execution. They were on a stick too, so it's like the new ones that they brought back were the like the kind of cookie kind of things. But they they probably ain't as good. They, you can't replicate. The other one, these new, oh Jesus, good humor. these new ones. Don't look like they're on a stick. Am I? No, no, no. They're those ones are not. They're not. Oh, they're like squared up. I see. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like I said, you can't replicate that HBK. You You love HBK. He's my guy. He was my number one. Yeah. I feel like you brought up HBK like in multiple drafts, multiple times. Also, topical with Vince McMahon retiring this week. Um, Air quotes retiring, right? I mean, he's going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame at some point. So that's going to happen. And that'll be interesting. What'd you say? Why did he retire? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look oh, into okay. it. I, uh, <laughs> I don't really remember. Okay. I, I just didn't know. Uh, I'll let you know. I'll search it while somebody else is picking and see if I can get you a story there. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, I am going, oh, man, I honestly, WWE wrestling bars is not on my list, but things similar to both of these picks are. And I'm trying to think of like, do I want to just, go exactly with what you guys are doing or do I want to get a little off the 
Okay, I'm gonna take like I'm gonna take the frozen Reese's bar, the Reese's cups that you can get. I'm gonna take those. Because... You can buy them frozen. Yep, yep. They're like an ice cream. I've had them from like an ice cream, uh, ba 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 ice cream man. So I'm gonna take frozen Reese's. It's a Reese's. It's frozen. You can't kind of impede and kind of can't go against that. And then is it, is it the same as if you buy a Reese's and put it in the freezer? Like, is it? I uh, is it big. packaged differently? Package here. Let me see if I can. We're doing too much describing of picks here early on, which is which is concerning. Um, maybe concerning for me. Now I can't find a picture of where did all my ice cream bars go? It's in. I can. This is bad radio. Yeah, it's just like in a. It's like in a, you can go to goodhumor.com. Reese's frozen peanut butter cups. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Website. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll so. A frozen, I mean, it probably has a similar taste. And it's why they say frozen Reese's are great anyway. So just buy them packaged. Um, and then uh, I just want to go with one of these flavors. Yeah, I'm I'm taking uh I'm taking cookies and cream ice cream. Very good pick. I'm, yeah, I'm just getting it. I'm just getting it. I'm getting an ice cream on the board here. I may go back into the ice cream category, but I feel like I have to get this now. Uh, I like it. Cookies and cream f- just has never been bad, ever, in any no. situation, in any function or fashion. It's so good. It's one of the highest floors of anything in anything. Yeah. Good value pick when you have the double pick coming out of the, the first yeah. round. So. All right, RDT. I am taking the two-ball screwball, which I'm trying to look up exactly how they describe it. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Kind of. It's a chair. Yeah, it's in of. like a plastic cone, and it has the two gumballs. That the, there's there's another uh, one. I don't know how much I like this. Oh, I, I'm a sucker because it's cherry, and I'm a sucker. For oh, it. I don't like these. I oh. don't like love them. Love them. Oh, I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, yeah, let I me, don't know. Let me read this. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a... I, I don't remember liking staple. these. I can't say I've had one in a long time. I couldn't really remember it. Now I'm seeing the package. Uh, I can oh, no. Cherry-flavored slushed ice and a gumball. Two gumballs. I'm shocked. This is in a signature cone. Uh, this is an all-time great. All-time great? Yes. Oh, this no. is like a classic one. It's I'm so interested to see what the listeners say about that. It is so good. Also, these listeners had, didn't grow up with like an ice cream man. Like, like I, like we, uh, like I remember going to the green castle pool and we had the best ice cream in. So these kids don't even know what an ice cream man is nowadays. That's sad. It is sad. It, we used to be a proper country and you know, can't even buy, I'm not spoiling a pick. I don't want to say, Oh, I used to, used to get hot fries there too. It was the best. <laughs> not a present treat. Not a frozen tree. <laughs> Two ball screwballs. It's unreal. It's a very. It's a. You ate those with hot fries. That's He's disgusting. just buying Andy Cat's hot with. fries from yeah, the yeah. ice cream man. Yeah, they sold bags of <laughs> chips too. Kidding me? Fifty cents. Yeah. But Two ball screwballs. You've gone uh, a little again, bit off the deep end here for me. I will. Add, I will. I, the I mean, hot any, fries with a frozen thing is no, disgusting. no, no, no. I didn't eat them together. Like I would buy them together. Oh, 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 oh. Like I'm not dipping my hot fries in that. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, you have them simultaneously. It's just like no, those are two no. things that just don't go together. No, like I would eat one, go in the pool, come out, <laughs> I'd eat the two ball screwball first, obviously. And then during adult swim, you eat the hot fries. But two ball screwball is just so good. I love anything cherry is delicious. I hate cherries. I will never eat a cherry, but 
anything artificially flavored like that is awesome. You can't. Come on. Never eat cherries. Come on. No. I don't eat a lot of cherries either, to be totally honest. You know what cherries are great for? Fighting the gout. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. Forgot about your bout with gout. It's I've been winning the battle for a while here. Mm. It's still going it on. I thought no, you fended well, it off a year ago. Well, yeah, it was fended off, but it's it's a recurring issue. You want to give the listeners an update on your back? Uh, I will in due okay. time. Okay. Okay. You got to. I'm going to get us back on track here, right, guys? I'm going <laughs> to take. I'm going to take a root beer float. It's a classic. You can't okay. go wrong with it. We talked about it a little before we started recording here. Root beer flow is timeless. It's been around forever. Root beers. I mean, I'm running a bag here with the chip, which it's two delicious things just made together. Mm-hmm. And they're just a match made in heaven. Root beer is delicious. Vanilla ice cream is delicious. I love getting the, having the straw and the spoon where you're kind of working it back and forth. And um, the only issue with the root beer float is it can disappear around you real quick. That thing could vanish in a heartbeat if you don't pace yourself. But that's okay. That's what it's all about. If you're getting the ice cream treat, you want to dive head first. What's all about? That's a good pick. I, I mean, I, I don't like root beer. So as I said to you guys before the show, so I can't speak to this. Um, but I, I had like a Coke float and that's good. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. But like, come on. Yeah, that's but, a, no, I, I don't I, like root beer. I, people say they love root beer floats. Ah, yeah, I could kill this pick as someone that doesn't like root beer. And I'm, I feel like I'm being pretty diplomatic. So Fair. take your next pick. Another classic. I'm taking the rocket pop, the firecracker yeah. pop. It's got to be taken. It should be taken it here. Um, yeah, we're we're talking. What are we two two ball screw balls? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, actual, I'm about things that I don't, I don't like the rocket. I know. I was never uh, a rocket guy. Oh yeah, it, unbelievable. It's yeah, it's just there. it's great. It's classic. It it, it hits the. It just hits the spa with the three different flavors. It, you know, sometimes it comes uh, with the two sticks, so you can kind of cut that up a little bit. But uh, yeah, not about yeah. that. It's not. It's not a small popsicle either, typically. So you get a lot of bang for your buck with a, with a rock and pop. Two good picks. I think it's a king of the popsicles. Rocket pop is a, just a great as will has been and will forever be a great summer treat. It's just a fact. And you get a joke. Yeah. Guess what else you get jokes on? Laffy's happy. Whatever. Go ahead, RDT. Let's see if you can get your draft back on the rails here. Um, or just go totally off the rails and just have some fun with that. You can do that too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a pick and it may get taken back. Chick-fil-A cookies and cream milkshake. I think a milkshake has to be in play personally, but I, I don't know if it's in the spirit of the draft, but I think that it's a frozen dessert and that's essentially what we decided on the draft being. And their cookies, their cookies and mm. cream. Well, it's not. Well, I'm sorry. No, wait, wait. I was, I got it confused. I thought you had taken cookies and cream ice cream. You took cookie dough, right? Mm-mm. I took cookies and cream coach. Took cookies cookies and cream. And cream. All right. All right. Well, I, again, I'll, I'll say the pick. If you guys, what is the pick? Chick-fil-A it's cookies Chick-fil-A. and cream milkshake. It's a great milkshake. Yeah. It's it's an unbelievable milkshake. Yeah. But Stop if you, it, milkshake. If you want sure, to turn I'm it fine. down. I'm fine. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. 
like you said, you, it you, is, you lost taking two ball screwball. So I'm honestly not really worried what you picked. No, I, this is another murder draft by me. <laughs> um, the, again, it's just, it's the best milkshake out there. I don't get a cherry again. I take the cherry off. I'm fine with whipped cream. I am mad that they took away like the large and the small and they just give you like that in, in between, like fucking give me a large milkshake. That's all I want. Like just a large cookies and cream. It's the, it's very, but like chunks of Oreo, everything is just perfect. It's so good. I have to get one every time I go to Chick-fil-A. Like it's, it's a legitimate must every time. So I, I, I that's a very safe pick. I think. Sure. Two. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's good. No, that's definitely good. Okay. I got two here. I, I'm this could, this could pull my draft in two directions based on the reception to whether one of these is even a pick I can make and whether the other one fits into the category well enough that I'm trying to take that puts me over the top. One's a vibey pick. One's just a straight taste pick. The taste pick comes first. I'm taking a Pazuki. Oh, good pick. Ice cream on the top. I think it works for this draft based on what we talked about before. Applications of ice cream is what we were talking about at the beginning. So I'm going to try to get it in and I'll let you guys. I never heard the word applications of ice cream. Mm -hmm. I'll let you guys talk it over. (sighs) I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Sure. Uh, they are so fucking good, by the way. A so major good. element of it is just the fact that the cookie is hot. It's a hot cookie. Fair. I feel like that's... It's a hot gumball. The room temperature. The cookie's the star of the show here. Sure. Not debating that. Cookie, you could argue the cookie's the star of the show and the chip witch. Or you think that's oh, a double feature? But that's a but that that's part of what's frozen. Okay. I'm willing to take it off the board, but I need you guys to agree. I would have been fine with it if if he wants to veto it. It's it's by the way, this is just cookies and cream again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different what? <laughs> Cookies and ice cream. Well, 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 yeah, well, sure. But it's a, it's a, I mean, you got a lot of different varieties of what you can do on a bazooka. You're not just getting, I mean, it's cookies fair. and cream is an Oreo in that ice cream, but bazooka gives you a variety. of. You could take it. Them. The people can kind of form their opinion on it. Yeah. It was a borderline. It was a borderline. We'll let the people uh, decide. I, I don't, uh, bazooka's great. I mean, it's, it's a great item. Next pick, and this is my vibes pick. I think this just elicits good memories for me of summers. I'm taking flavored ice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I You get a lot of variety okay. on the flavors there. And just drinking that last remnants of it after oh. you get the last set yeah. is just a feeling that not many things in your life bring back as you get – they should become older. You just, you're never getting that feel. Like that's if I ate them now, I just wouldn't feel the same way about it as I did when I was a kid and you're at camp and they have all of the flavor ice and like some of them are all frozen and they don't freeze all of them. There's just like a lot of, you know, ruminations of what that experience is. And I always enjoyed everything about it. Like there's nothing like when we were in ocean city and my mom just had a, just a, in the freezer, just a giant thing of flavor ice. Yeah. Take care. I mean, I, as an adult, I've bought those things and put them in my freezer and yeah, just sit there on a the couch and suck those things down. <laughs> I'll do it. Well, well, you know, the best one now is they make Pedialyte ones. Oh, wow. yeah. And yeah. I think like and there's other obvious there's other things you can take in the popsicle or ice family. 
I considered one other ice thing. I don't really know if there's a popsicle worth taking after the rocket pop. And I would have taken the rocket pop here. So that was a good pick. But I'm going to go flavor ice over my other ice. Is that what you call them? Flavor ice? That's the brand. That's the, yeah, that's yeah, the brand. Yeah. We, I, I, I forget. We called them something else. We didn't call them like Yeah, a, it's just the brands. But I know people call them flavor ice. But I don't remember what I called them. To be honest, like a, a, I just thought of a pick that we could potentially take in this draft, and I might take it again. I, I, <laughs> uh, maybe I should have taken it here. Whatever. Uh, RDT. Um, let me get back to my list. I am going to take. The, I have two more right after this. Um, this is your fourth pick. You have WWE wrestling bars. <laughs> Two ball screwballs and Chick Fil A milkshake. It's a heck of a draft. RDT intently stares at his computer screen. It's just scintillating stuff. Yeah, he's pretty bad in here. Because I want to. I'm in between two. I'm going to take an ice cream sandwich. The classic ice cream sandwich. Okay. I, I think that is a really smart pick on your part. That's again, it's a safe pick. You talk about I think it thing. stabilizes your five man rotation. I, I almost I, think I, it does the opposite, where it's like, you think what's you this? This it? is weird to throw yeah, in a normal. Yeah. No, there might I not think. be a lot of chemistry on your squad. I will say that. This is one, an ice cream that I have maybe once every five years, but I swear when I have one, I'll have like four or five and I'll just put it, them. They down. are, it's it easy. It is easy to get to number two or number three on the oh, ice in cream. Oh, in a heart yeah. juice. You can make your way through them. Just because they sometimes like are deceptively small and you take a bite, you're like, yeah, I'm then when you, once you've eaten your third one, you're like, oh my God, what did I do to myself? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, yeah, I'm it's, fine with that pick. They're so good. They're that. just, it, it they're probably so should be taken in this draft somewhere. So sure. it's, it's the rocket. Yeah. Pop. Like it, it's, I think it's on that same, like when you think ice cream, you think like rocket pop, like when you visually you're seeing like an ice cream sandwich, the cookie, when you think thing, it around ice cream you think of the original ice cream sandwich yeah. first yeah probably. it's also I don't, like, it's not the it's not the best one but it's the original if you have like a handful of families like that are together on a vacation or if you yeah oh, i think teachers great. will do this a lot and it's like oh we need ice cream but it's way too much work to just wrangle everybody up and go to an ice cream place or it's just not cost effective you just pop down to the grocery store you go grab some ice cream sandwiches and you're the life of the party Mm-hmm. And you just start fi- you just start tossing start tossing them around oh, out yeah. of the box. No. Who wants like said, one? Who wants one? Everyone's taking one. Everyone's taking one. Yeah. A box of ice cream sandwiches goes in three minutes flat. What do we think a box of ice cream sandwiches? Twelve to a box? Ten to a box? I think it's twelve typically. 12, I, think. I was going to ask 12. how much how much do do a fl- hundred flavor ices cost? Those can't be more oh, than like like, five, like four bucks. Yeah, you get them at Costco, like yeah. and I think yeah, they're like ninety six bucks. Twelve yeah. ice cream sandwiches in a box. There you go. People also ask, according to Google, does Costco sell ice cream sandwiches? Yes, yeah. they do. Like by the pallet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Banks, you're finishing your team here. Yes, I am. I am. I leaked this one a little bit. I'm taking Twix ice cream. I love mm-hmm. Twix ice cream. Um, we actually have Twix Twix ice cream bars in the freezer at the moment, but that's not my pick. I want the ice cream itself. Yeah, people like those too. Um, yeah, they're very good. They're both very good, but I'm taking the ice cream itself. Um, during COVID, at the kind of the height of it, uh, we used to have a little Friday poker on online at our respective houses. I used to pop down to that 
7-Eleven on Light Street by Cross Street and uh, RIP to that 7-Eleven, by the way. And I mm. used to grab sunflower seeds. I used to grab a tall coffee and I would grab a pint of Twix ice cream and I would play my poker and I would eat that ice cream. And it was the highlight of my week during COVID a lot of times. That's possible. That and me ordering delivery every single night and doing a video of it. But um, yeah, it was a good time. And Twix ice cream was mint, not literally, but bigger too. Sure. Final pick, strawberry yes. daiquiri. Strawberry daiquiri. I thought Locked this was that potentially in. in play. Yeah, I don't know if you thought about it in the middle of the draft or if you um, considered I it started, coming in. I started thinking of drinks once um, he said uh, milkshake and that it mm-hmm. crossed my mind that you could take that. I was Strawberry daiquiri. Easy pick for me. I figured I could get it this late, and that's why I, I laid off. Didn't just blow my load early with WWE ice cream. Um, best overall. <laughs> So be it. I built a great team and I finished it with a, with a boozy delight. Mm. RDT. Um, see, this is, do I stick traditional or do I go off the rails again? I think I'm going to go off the rails again with the Nickelodeon green slime ice cream. Do you remember that? Nope. But the green slime. In the like, they had like cherry, they had a grape. Oh my god, you bit into it, and the green slime came out. They were like popsicles, but filled with like a green slime. It was like a lime flavor, something like that. It was delicious. It was awesome. It was at like the height of Summer Sanders, all that. We're talking. This is a pander pick. No, I'm just trying to get the Nickelodeon nostalgia. I I feel like I'm a huge Nickelodeon nostalgia guy. Never heard of this. I will send you a picture of it and you may, you'll probably recognize it. Okay. That's fair. I'm I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong, it was, I've never had it. I'll tell you that. Never. When it was one of those. It sounds horrible. No, they were delicious. When they came out, like I made my mom go to like the grocery stores. Like we have to get these have to back when they were doing stuff in front of the, yeah, Lauren remembers. She knows a simpler time. All right. I think it's, I think it's a generational thing too. That's you think it's that generational? Can't be that generated. How about what, you're 32 right now? 33. 33, and I'm 30. Oh, maybe. You were still watching Stick Stickly, and I was watching like <laughs> top 10. Yeah, I was watching Blues Clues. Um, and Arthur. And RDT was eating his ice cream watching six o'clock sports center. <laughs> Dan Patrick. Um okay. Uh, my last pick, I'm taking a Coke Slurpee. Mm, Slurpee's a Coke Slurpee. good pick. I thought about yep. Slurpee's too. Yep, taking a Coke Slurpee. I, big I, blue I just, raspberry guy on that front. Sure. My my brother always loved pina colada. So I think we all have our Oh, uh, no. I was always afraid of pina colada. I just didn't know oh, what it was. Like, me too. It was, it was stunning when he got it. But you Pina know, colada is honestly an awful like drink. Like a seven-year-old going into 7-Eleven yeah. and getting a pina colada yeah. Slurpee. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> hilarious. Like, Shout out to my brother. I, Burke, I, he, that's what he got. I I was getting Coke. He was getting pina colada. I think I would. Did you? Did you also, do, you're right. Bad drink. Oh, awful drink. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever go like Coke, cherry, Coke, cherry, Coke, cherry? Yeah. I did some things. Or you go <laughs> with the one where they had divided. They divided up by three or four. And then mm-hmm. you just and you mm-hmm. just get, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I think 7-Eleven may underutilize the Slurpee. Now they do. They didn't in the past. They used to have like, 
you could buy different spoons and straws for your sledge. Yeah. yeah. They used to have they, like the accessories for relaunch there. You would think that that's a brand that you could relaunch and you could do interesting things with it. Like do you, you don't have to just do things unhealthy. Uh, eh, we've that are we've just gotten older and like the the excitement of a Slurpee just doesn't hit the way it used to. Is that possible? I just think I'm going to 7-Elevens less as part of it. Yeah. Just not going to a lot of 7-Elevens. But also right like now. when I'm going to a 7-Eleven. Yeah, once you leave College Park, morning. it's like. Like yeah. I, if I'm dry, if I'm on a road trip, I'm ending up at a Wawa or a Royal Farms most of yeah. the time. That's also true. Those two have just, really moved in. Yeah, I just don't think you're going to a 7-Eleven in a lot of scenarios. I wonder how 7-Eleven is doing financially. You think they're still rolling along here? I'm not yeah, seeing they're, they're they're them closing, so I think they're fine. Yeah. Well, the one in College Park is closed, but there are also like five. There are also like five of them. So, how are they not like a major sponsor, like a like an arena or like something like that? Yeah, where are they even uh, based? They get like where they've is... had some weird sponsorships. I remember they used to like be they heavily involved in like IndyCar. They were like in the yeah, IndyCar stuff. They had some of. NASCAR. Yeah, they had some kind of weird sponsor. Um. Tony Kanan sounds correct. That sounds right. At least at one point. Um, is this a private company? No way. I, it's stunning to me that on the Wikipedia, they don't have like revenue listed, which, which would make me think that they are. Hmm. Multinational chain of retail convenience stores. Headquartered in. Do you guys know? Indianapolis. No. Mm, what a guess. Um, um, 38 or uh, 78,000 stores. Uh, Rick, Dallas, Plano, Texas. Plano, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Close. Mm. Very close. Okay. It's held by 70% of the company was acquired by affiliate Ido Yokoto in a Japanese general merchandise and department store. It's fascinating. In 1990, it was real as a subsidiary of seven and one holdings. I don't understand this company. It's just a subsidiary. Did you ever down in Montgomery County, if you take 29 all the way down going into uh Silver Spring, did you ever go to the 612? Uh there was a 612 in Darnstown. I don't know where that actually is. Darnstown is like it's also known as uh North Potomac. It's mm. it's pretty much where Catlins is, just gotcha. a little further out of the way. Gotcha. There's a yeah. 612 there, but yeah, they had that little knockoff I brand. Used, I used to think that was hilarious. They just straight yeah. up 612. They just one up them. Not 7-Eleven. open an hour longer on both ends. Yep. The 7-Eleven in Germantown was renowned for having those uh, those like flash mob robberies. Oh, just 20. Just oh, 30, really? 30, 30 high school kids just walk in and they just start taking everything. <laughs> I hate walk people. out and they just don't know like there's just nothing that's hey, done. you don't do anything you stand there and it's you crazy learn. yeah good pick with slurpees though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> good pick i'm really I'm good. sort of taking a look at the some wikipedia stuff about 7-eleven's marketing it's a phenomenal value in the fifth round it really yeah. is again uh, that's up there guys. with like the rocket with the rocket pop and i think the 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 ice cream sandwich so we all got like one traditional so 7-Eleven purchased Speedway for $21 billion in 2020. So they seem to be doing okay. I think I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was like, Speedway. There are probably though. jokes made about that online too. In, 20, uh, in 2021, this is legitimately funny. In 20, or at least this phrasing. In 2021, 7-Eleven rolled out a $70 million ad campaign, their largest investment in advertising years, doubling their market spend from the previous year. The commercials directed by Harmony Cornine. Ooh are to reflect the evolution of the change doors format, drawing attention to, in part, the fact that, quote, 
this isn't just gas station food. There's real restaurant quality food at 7-Eleven. I mean, come on. There's no restaurant quality food at 7-Eleven. Take it out. There's wings, taquitos. Don't be and something you're not. Don't be something taquitos you're not. Taquitos deserve some shine. No, they're good. Oh, I they're good. But I, I'm not going to 7-Eleven to buy something I would get at a restaurant. I just want my 7-Eleven taquitos. I'm fine with it being a 7-Eleven taquito. I'm ashamed to know too many people who used to buy 7-Eleven pizza on the way home from bars in college. Dude, I don't look down on the wings as much, but back in my early Fed Hill days, I was banging back those taquitos. Oh, taquitos for sure. To this day. I I haven't gotten one in a while. I haven't got one in a while. We should go out specifically with the idea of getting taquitos after at some point soon. If we could get our 7-Eleven back. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm. You think I want to go all the way to Hanover for that? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah, that is whew, that's a tough 7-Eleven right now. Um yeah, I forgot about that. We really need a we need a Wawa. Oh. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a Wawa here in South Baltimore. That it would. Gosh, I I mean yeah. I'm trying to think of where you would put it. We're, I'm going to go, put it where just put it where shoppers. They just took shoppers out of them. Just stick a wall in there. The Giants moving in. Oh, that that's already done. I've been yeah. there in a little bit. Okay. Well, it's not already ready and done, but that's. I the, do like Giant. Okay, I do like Giants. Giants fine. Giants, you know. Giants an upgrade from shoppers. I think Giants nicer than shoppers. Shoppers was fine in my eyes. No, I was good. I went to shoppers. Yeah. Just, shoppers may has Giants made got great, a little bit donuts. maybe a tick of an elevated break over shoppers. I would agree. Let's, let's next next week, let's do grocery stores. <laughs> let's do, I would love to <laughs> lock that in. I love grocery stores. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. One on the Eastern Shore is a value pick at some point. Um, all right. Thanks to <laughs> the Toll House Chip Witch, um, Root Beer Float, Rocket Pop, Twix Ice Cream, Strawberry Daiquiris. That's a strong draft. Um, RDT took rest, uh, WWE Wrestling Bars, uh, Two Ball Screwball, uh, Chick fil A, cookies and cream, milkshake, ice cream sandwich. This is all over the place. And Nickelodeon green slime ice cream is something mm-hmm. I just read. <laughs> I took frozen Reese's, cookies and cream ice cream, um, Pazuki's flavor ice, and Coke Slurpees. Um, I think me and Banks are a bit above RDT's draft tonight. If I were to. <sighs> It's always you against the world in these drafts. It literally is always, but it's fine. When, it's when fine. it's early and me and Banks can build a narrative against you, we just go full bore. Full God bore gives us I don't think battles. this narrative was built by us. No. <laughs> you know? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I do. Can I say this? I will promise you to have a WW wrestling bar. Where do you get? Are those just at stores? Uh, I think so. I know like people are buying them on Amazon because I've heard very good I things. About like those. Maybe that would change. About the two that. ball screw ball is just something I will, I will not. Oh, I it's I so good. Do they still have do you, those? Do you like shock so. tarts? I feel like you'd eat shock tarts. No, not really. Not really a shock tart guy. Good draft. Would you guys have I, a couple honorable mentions? I had Italian ice. That was the other thing I thought mm-hmm. about taking with dude. That's and maybe sh- Italian ice is a two ball screw ball. Yeah, but I, I don't, I like lemon Italian ice. Lemon ice. Um, ice cream flavors. Cook uh chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate chip peanut butter, um, strawberry vanilla. I had frozen Snickers, um, I had snowballs, mm-hmm. 
and I had push pops, which I was never going to take push pops, but I put it on my list. I just, it's just it, push pops. I think you're inconsistent. The Flintstone ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good. They're I fine. almost took those. They can get sloppy. I like those. They can. Those get very sloppy, very, very quick. sloppy. And that's sloppy. honestly takes away some of the appeal at this point. So would you guys have anything? I thought somebody was going to take the SpongeBob pop. That's thought the about it. That's the interesting. Also, the baseball glove with a little baseball. Had, I had like bubble play. Yeah. That's I almost had that. Or yeah. I almost took those that. are those are better in theory than they are. And again, no, you, Klondike bar too. I, I love Klondike bars. Those are yeah. Good. That yeah. might be gotta have gotten screwed out of the draft. That's by something that is messy, but yeah. Anything else? The Reese's Klondike. Yeah. yeah, I thought about taking that when I took the Reese's uh, frozen Reese's, but um, I had toasted almond bars. Those are delicious. Sure. Those are very good. McFlurries. Yeah, I had yeah. I had yeah. the Oreo McFlurry on my board, mm-hmm. but it was just we just got oversaturated there with the uh, with the cookies and cream. Yeah, everything was cookies and cream. Um, yeah. I had bubblegum swirl. Do you guys remember those? Heard of it? Never mm-hmm. had it. Uh, they made a bubblegum swirl and like a cotton candy swirl. They were just absolutely delicious. Um, and then do you remember the great white? Yes. Like a lemon ice yeah. cream in the shape of a shark. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was very good. Mm-hmm. That was good. Um, co- chocolate eclairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently they're making frozen minions popsicles. Uh, butter crunch is an ice cream flavor. If you don't know it, get to know it. Butter crunch. Yep. Friendly's is the brand. Mm, friendlies what a place yeah. my wife and the daughter friendly sunday with the two cones that look like a clown oh tremendous yeah. mm-hmm. clowns have really taken a deep dive the last 20 years or so Ooh. what's Just the saying. um dude does anybody like hire a clown for a birthday party at this point like have you ever considered bringing a clown in eric not since the fire in the kitchen <laughs> sure no no never that was yeah. a sign. That was a sign. But the clown it's industry, may, the clown industry may be dead at this point. They, yeah. they, well, they took all the animals out of the circus, so they probably took back over the circus. Yeah, it's tough Thanks, for the clowns. Peter. That's another thing. Who's going to the circus anymore? Tough. Not circus industry. Animals. Like who's going to ring? In, do they take them? They took the animals out of like the Ringling Brothers I circus. Think so. mm. I, I, yeah, it's tough because I mean zoos are awesome. Zoos are awesome, and they've become a lot more. They feel safer for the, the animals, but I can be family talk- friendly. Like zoo, now they do like the wine nights at the yeah. zoo and stuff. Like, yep. yeah, they do sleepovers at the bottom. Of the- we did, we did a breakfast at the zoo, and we fed the uh, giraffes. We did like a breakfast right outside of their enclosure, and then we got to go in and feed them. Would okay. you guys want to do like an African safari? That's not yes. me asking if you guys yes. want to go with me, but just like, is that something <laughs> you're interested in? That used to be the only thing I wanted to do in the world. <laughs> really going going in africa yeah like i loved animals i my elephants my favorite i've been to animal kingdom lodge in disney world with the balconies look out on the animals so i don't need to go to africa but i guess you guys could go (laughs) (laughs) yep we went there i had giraffes i was like you know eating my mickey pancakes and i had giraffes outside so i feel like i've got the full experience you would like leave your your door open at night and you could hear the giraffes and zebras and right that place is the only place I've ever seen true footlong hot dogs with the footlong buns and the footlong wieners. I see a lot of like these two Eight wiener inch. situations or At two Disney bun World? situations. Yeah. 
Wow, I didn't see that. But Disney cheese, World has a lot of but the cheese Disney World there. does have a lot of like big food. Like yeah. they have like that turkey like thing. Mm-hmm. Like they have big food. Dole Whip, by the way, could have been talked about in this draft. Those are wow. very good. Those mm-hmm. at Disney World. What what, are, what do they have? A Dairy Queen. What are the Dairy Queen one? The Dilly of uh, Blizzard. Is that a but what Blizzard. is they have ice cream bars too? Oh, like, soft serve ice cream. By the way, I also thought about did not take. Yeah, yeah. a couple stuff, but again, it sucks for me because my wife. What's the ice cream in the future? Dippin' dots. Dippin' dots. Oh, yes. shout out Stephen Shock. Yeah, yeah, true. I, mm. They're fine. I wouldn't have taken. I them. think dippin' dots are super just fine, personally. It's all novelty, to be honest. Stephen Shock, yeah. by the way, shout out to Stephen Shock, who like became like a legitimate college baseball like. Because they had the pie is the podcast. He's big on Twitter. Like, good job by him. Good He's job by right on TikTok too. I don't know if He's you guys moving houses too. Yeah. Great job. We need to have him back on. We should add him on during the College World Series. We should have. We should have him back on. I would love to talk to him about that. He's done a great. I've followed him all year. It's been really fun to follow his like development into a to like a personality on Twitter. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond like the he has done a good job extending the five minutes of fame. To be honest, like that's the yeah. where it could have easily ended for him there. Um, he's on D one baseball by the way. If anyone wants, I think it's called the Shock Factor Podcast or something like that. It's yeah, on D one baseball.com If anyone else. Listen to some fun college baseball talk. He was out in Omaha and everything. All right. Um, Nick Kaner Medley, Maryland person of the week. Um, RDT. I'm just going to go Baltimore week. We had a good weekend. Banks was there for a little bit. Our buddy Jack came down from New York. Charlie Wisco came down. We went to the, we had some brunch. Big dog. Banks got the big dog breakfast. Worth it. It was good. It looked good. Where'd good. you guys go? To, where'd you guys great. go? It was good. Row house. Uh, row house. Hmm. Yeah. Some not nice the row house. Chorizo. Great scrambled eggs. Sandwich. Scrambled eggs were fluffy and not runny and they're perfect. Massive. There was a lot. Yeah. Of them. yeah. Um, then we did one star for a little bit, which was always a good time. Uh, and then we went to pickles. Then we went to the game and we saw a nice win. It was a fun time. So it was a good weekend, even though it was a hundred and fucking 15 degrees everywhere. It's hot right now. It's very hot. Tomorrow's one out there. Very, very hot. Thanks. Taking dry needling. I was unfamiliar with the with the practice. Um, shout out to Jack Morton for hooking me up with a quick physical therapy appointment. I don't know at what point I talked about any of this on the podcast last week. What we did we talked about it? I forget why or what, what segment, but you talked about your neck. We opened the podcast with it, I think. Yes, yes, yes. That's what it was. Was that Monday night? Yes. Yeah, that was when it was just starting to set in. Tuesday, I woke up and I was like, I need to get this looked at, treated, whatever. I floated it out to the internet. I like, who knows a good chiropractor? Don't go to a chiropractor, go to a PT, physical therapist. Um, Jack Morton reached out, set me up with an appointment. I was in an office within two hours. Uh, Dry needling is like, it's not acupuncture, but it's just needle and a Prick it in you and they find the trigger point and hit the muscle where it's real tight and it loosens it up. It kind of, I don't like, I'm not a science guy or whatever, but I've gone to two, three appointments now and it's loosened me up so much, so much so that I didn't even realize I had a knot in my shoulder, my neck, just of tension for years. And I had forgotten what it was like not to have it. So like, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sore cause I'm doing physical therapy and like, the massage element is super rough at times, but um, I'm feeling also looser than I have in a while. Like 
feel good. So your boy's on the mend. Wow. There you have it. What a medical update. I'd be pretty worried if I were you, Taylor. What about, about you and a certain golf tournament? Yes. Couldn't be less worried. Okay. Couldn't be less worried. I'm glad that you're going to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because I'm all about competition, fair competition. I didn't want you to have any built-in excuses. I'm telling you, you when, it, dusted. when it came to Tuesday, I could – from Tuesday to Friday, I couldn't even, like, walk without, like, gasping for air because it was so painful. Did you it have to drive? Horrible. Did you have to drive and, like, look behind you or, like – Oh, yeah. That's yeah, no, the worst. I, That's where it, you're it, like, I'm going to get in a car accident because I'm not looking. Like, it's where I, you're checking – you're checking your rear view like constantly mm-hmm. just to like keep a higher sense of awareness of everything around you so that you don't have to do like blind spot checks like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just always, yeah. You're always looking. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I'm going to, I uh, visited the great city of Chicago this weekend um, hosted by a um, friend of the show. Um, Sean Elby and his wife Cassidy, both used to work in Maryland, been talked about on the show. And our friend Kelsey, who also worked in Maryland, it's just a big Maryland reunion of people. And uh, I'd never really been to Chicago before. And what a city! Uh, I think Banks, you talked about going there on a, on these on this podcast previously, and also enjoyed your time. Have enjoyed your times there, and I very much did. It's very cool. Uh, the area around Wrigley is awesome. I remember you saying that, Banks, and that definitely delivered. And the architecture tour was very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, that was awesome to uh, to go and see. Summertime so, shot. Summertime shot. It was very, very cool. I wish we'd been able to see the Cubs, but they were not in town. Um, that would have been cool to like, see a game there, but that'll happen at some point. Not worried about it that. Um, so really cool. You, Great place. You want you want to invite me on that? I mean, I'd go to that over African Safari. Sure, sure. And then me and RDT can go to, you know, wherever the hell, the African Safari, will, that will go. Do or just go to Orlando. Um I'd go to so Orlando. yeah, so yeah, we could just all go to Orlando. Bay Hill, yeah, play some golf, go to Disney World. Whoo, mm-hmm. little X fifty two. You think they'll let us do a do a podcast live at Disney World? Yeah, why wouldn't they? I don't see why not. Meet up with the listeners. So yeah, <laughs> shout out to Chicago. Very very cool. By the way, the only thing I want to bone to pick I have with my trip to Chicago is both in terms of my travel, and I have to throw two, these two things out before we get to honorable mentions. First of all. There is a special place in hell for the people that clearly aren't going to be able to fit their carry-on baggage into the um, overhead, into like the luggage containers on a Southwest flight, and are no doubt going to have to get them checked. But bring them on anyway because they have some want to not go to baggage claim when they have giant bags, and then the bags get checked anyway. And they hold things up. Cannot stand those people. Can similarly not stand the people that rush to the front of the plane, like. What are you? I, I think we may have talked about it on the show before that those people stink. Like, if you went and sat 25 rows back because you needed an aisle seat, like, don't then sprint up at the end because, like, I sat up front so I could get out of the plane quickly. That is my right as someone that's sitting in the fifth row. Hate those people. <laughs> also, did you really Chicago, go check in, by the way? Uh, I got business select on both flights for, for oh. Southwest. So, paid wow. points. yeah, good boy, you know. Whatever business likes, by the way, is literally just you get a one through 15. It's like, <laughs> um, you don't really get anything extra. Um, <laughs> I'm a frequent flyer of Southwest. So I got the, I got the points going on Southwest right now. Um, Chicago Midway airport. Mm. Mm. Really? Yeah. 
not a huge fan. Not great. Not great food options this morning when I was there early. Just a, a line like sixty-five people deep at the at the Dunkin' Donuts Express. There might not be a oh. worse service job in America than early morning airport at a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts, dealing with tired people getting on a flight and there's nothing else open, so you're getting everybody, everybody that wants a some like breakfast sandwich, everybody that wants a coffee. You're getting everybody. Horrible. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I've only been in O'Hare once, so I won't like. I didn't hear great things about O'Hare either. So just upgrade the airport, Chicago. You got everything else going on. Everything. Soldier Maybe Field's kind of, yeah. 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 That's interesting, Ooh. actually. Did, did you? How about the rendering season? Oh, I saw that, that rendering, rendering, baby. Yeah. Rendering. That was rendering season. That was hardcore rendering season. I know. I was like, this is fucking dope. Spend yeah. the money, Lori. Spend the money. Spend the money. It was like $2.2 billion or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. Bring it on. Yeah, sure. Sure. The, oh, I mean, they have the, all the architecture in Chicago. Make make innovative architecture. Do it. Let's do it, Lori. Very cool city. Any honorable mentions? Batty the Batty. Yeah, that was very cool. That was. Very I cool. have yeah. The speech after was also incredibly yeah. impactful, and um, I have one. Um, I, I tried to get you guys before the show to commit to doing a full Comic Con uh, reveals breakdown, which you guys did not commit to but i do have to comment that the black panther wakanda forever trailer is maybe the best trailer i've ever seen and for anything unbelievable a lot of emotional weight there with the death of chadwick boseman that was handled very well so and bob a bob marley cover into kendrick lamar's all right was fuego so Mm. the marvel stuff continues to roll on you can listen to my other podcast today at marvel um to get your updates on that not on this podcast um that's it for this week's episode of the x2 oh rdt has a has I, no I, forgot, I, I forgot um the with the sbs being last week dickie v jimmy v speech like that whole segment i don't know if you guys saw it and I again it. I know we haven't been the most pro dickie v podcast but i think it's easy to like kind of forgive that he's just that he was just the duke homer like his speech was it was it was probably 25 minutes and it, i mean it was unbelievable it was very sad and again like it's going to be very sad when he dies because he's very old and he's been fighting cancer but i thought the speech was great and again it's like you don't i don't i obviously paid attention to the sbs this year just for the comeback player to see if trey won um but it's like i feel like regardless of what SP, you know, the SPs, you always see like the Jimmy V award and you always see the speech that someone gave and he killed it. It was, re- it was very good. And again, I just, it made me realize like, man, this is like, again, I mean, it's Dickie V. So it's like, this is going to be very sad when he eventually dies because he's much older. And, but like the speech was great. And it was, it was a very good speech. If you haven't seen it and watched, I guess they had a documentary on him tonight, which I did not know about. Uh, so I'll be watching that documentary way before I watch the captain. captain. I watched a little bit of the captain the other day. It was on. Uh, oh, by the way, like, don't get me wrong. Watch, but... Nothing on right now. I just nothing. want to jump out in front of this and say that in no way, shape, or form have I ever disparaged Dickie V. But I, I mean, I was. Yeah, never I like... also have. I also have been like a pretty big Dickie V guy for the most part. I, I, I think it became like... in vogue. Sorry, it became in vogue to become a Dickie V hater. He's a guy that got overexposed. Like I think in well, a yeah, certain, yeah. in a certain like college basketball framework. Like Dickie V was the face of college basketball other than, you know, a couple of guys that like four year guys, but go ahead. No, but I was just saying like, it was very popular to be like, 
oh, we don't like him. Like, we, again, like, like you said, he was overexposed. We don't like it. We don't like him. He's everywhere all the time. So I think people got turned off to him. And then again, it's like it's a 75 year old man. Like, what do you, you know, it's not he's just doing his job. But again, and it was always the Duke stuff. It was always, you know, Duke EV and all that. So I, again, if you haven't seen the clip that they, they did like an eight minute movie and then they did, he, his speech was 25 minutes and he did the Jimmy V thing too, where he's like, Oh, they're telling me, you know, I got to wrap up and blah, blah, blah. Like go after yourself in Italian and stuff like that. It, it was very good. It was, it was a very, it was a very sad speech though, but it was always, it was also very, very good. Yeah. Dickie V's a legend. There's no doubt about it. He is. No doubt about it. Any other final thoughts from anyone as the, as the podcast signs off? It was cool to see three people who have been on our podcast sitting at the same table at the SPs. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was... The X Food 2 gets stars in the building, baby. Yeah. Again. X Food 2 gets want, stars in the building. Go to the SPs. Come on. Come on the show. Come on the show. Maybe we'll make it someday. You never know. We could be seed fillers. Sure. Maybe <laughs> we're interviewing people on the red carpet. That'd you never know. We could do that. We'll get it done. Um, make sure to follow all X52's uh, social media accounts, X52 podcasts on everything. You can follow at Barstool Banks. You can follow at E-D-I-T-T-I-22, E-D-T, E-D-D-T-22 for Eric. Uh, you follow me at Towers Mike 10 uh, You can support all X52 sponsors. Jimmy Seafood, Third Little Midnight, Fed Thrill. Um, appreciate everyone that supports the pod. I know um, – RDT was talking about seeing people at the this weekend, right? Uh, some some mm-hmm. listeners supporting, so uh, that's always nice when people shout and uh, give us a shout. When we're out and out and about, so uh, keep doing that. Very much appreciate the support, and we'll see you next time on the Exit Fifty Two podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. Thank you